Welcome to the Digital Workplace Services Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Weston Morris. And in this podcast, I am excited to be able to spend some time with the Director of Analytic Services here at Unisys, Danielle Reinhardt. In the next few minutes, Danielle has promised to give us a glimpse into how analytics actually differentiates the Unisys and Teleserve services from our competitors. Welcome to our show, Danielle. Thanks, Weston. Glad to be here and always excited to talk about the cool things that we're doing with analytics at Unisys. So to get things started, what exactly does your analytics team do? Well, that's a loaded question since my team basically uses data to provide business insights and value, which encompasses quite a large spectrum, as I'm sure you can imagine, of capabilities. At a high level, we take data of all types, structured, unstructured, semi-structured, and from all data sources to allow our customers visibility to all aspects of their operations. We remove that silo effect of having you know, several databases, a financial database, a sales database, a marketing database, et cetera, and we collect the data holistically so that we can relate it to each other using unique identifiers. As you can imagine, that involves a lot of cleansing of the data, visualizing the data, correlating seemingly unrelated data, and ultimately using predictive, which is somewhat intuitive, and ideally prescriptive analytics, which is actually making something happen that you want to happen out of your knowledge of the data, to then create efficiencies and enhance that user experience. I think conceptually I, I get an idea what you mean by analytics in your description there, but maybe, Danielle, you could give us all an example from the real world of how analytics is used. So a very simplistic example would be Amazon. So analytics is what allows Amazon to recommend certain products to you based on your shopping history, and that's somewhat of an obvious one. But correlating that with what other people like you bought, which is known as segmentation when you're grouping individuals together like that, or using what's going on in the news, social media, the time of year, et cetera, enables them to go beyond just what you have previously bought and makes it appear as if they know you as an individual and what you might buy next. The key thing to realize is that we need to have a purpose or problem in mind when collecting data and analyzing it. Okay, well let's tie that to and tell us, sir. I mean the purpose or the, the problem, problems you might say that we're trying to solve in service desk with IntelliServe is really two things. First of all, we want to reduce cost and we want to make end users happy. So if those are our problems or our purpose, how is your analytics actually going to help us solve them in IntelliServe? My team is currently working on three key analytic tools that I believe will have a real impact on IntelliServe. This, of course, isn't limited, but this is just what we're working on right now. The first two relate to the deflection intention of IntelliServe, and the third will assist in the reduction of incidents. And they are the first call fix flag, the triage resolution bot, and causation correlation. Well, those are some pretty cool names, but I'm not quite sure what they do. How about if we drill down into each one of these just a little bit? I mean, so first of all, the, the first analytics tool that you're creating, if I heard right, is called First Call Fixed Flag. How does that actually improve service desk efficiency? So like the name intends, it's going to automate a first call fix when needed so that you're not getting shuffled to multiple people or even having to have an agent involved at all. A perfect example is the people that aren't using that automated tool for password reset. 
With the first call fixed flag in place, at least if they do call in, they'll be sent an automated script versus being routed to an agent. So basically, the first call fixed flag and all the models we're going to be discussing is based on clustering of tickets or correlation, as I alluded to previously. My team's using NLP, which is natural language processing, to evaluate the summary text in an incident. So that's the unstructured data or free form text that a user or agent provides when an incident arises. We're able to figure out how a specific problem relates to other similar problems, and then using history and how closely those tickets are related or correlated, determine if that type of problem is typically or should be a first call fix. So Weston, the exact threshold hasn't been determined yet, but if the ticket meets that threshold, it will be flagged for the IntelliServe engineers to create an automated script, which will avoid additional costs and fix the problem immediately, making the customer happy. Now, the second tool that you mentioned is called the Triage Resolution Bot. That actually sounded just a little bit scary, but what does it do? So in a nutshell, the triage resolution bot gets the user to the right resolution group on the first try. In our first prototype of this model, we were actually able to show that even identical tickets, so tickets with the same exact problem, letter for letter, went to multiple resolution groups. Think about that for a second. If the service desk is sending a ticket to the wrong resolver group, in most cases it's costing extra money, and in all cases it's probably taking extra time. That's going to result in our customer and our end user both being unhappy. Our triage resolution bot solves that problem by looking at the past ticket data to identify at a very high percentage where that type of ticket should be resolved, thus eliminating the human error and the time it takes to determine the resolution route manually. So it sounds like these first two tools actually participate in deflecting tickets, uh, sending them to an artificially intelligent agent or a virtual agent instead of a live agent. Um, how does the, uh, the third tool that you described there, how does that help in actually reducing ticket? So the third model, which I referred to, which is causation correlation, attempts to eliminate secondary problems caused by the initial problem. Let me explain that a little bit. So sometimes one problem may cause another. For example, a bad patch might also have a bad uninstall, where the uninstall of the bad patch breaks something else. Causation correlation, again, clusters tickets, but this time by user. So you can identify the cases where one problem may be causing a second problem, because that same user has now called in multiple times within a certain period. If that occurs, we'll then do a deeper dive on that issue to see if there is a possible causation. And should that be the case, ideally we can proactively fix the second problem before it even occurs because we know it's coming. But if that's not possible, we can at least fix the second problem when we fix the first. Either way, you eliminate that second ticket and reduce your overall tickets. Well, all of this is uh, really pretty exciting. Uh, it's cool to understand how analytics actually has an impact on IntelliServe. You know, I really don't expect uh, everyone that's listening to you know, memorize how, how all of these analytics tools that you're describing works in detail. I think the point when I get across is this, that when we say IntelliServe makes use of analytics, and that's a differentiating capability of our service, we want our salespeople to be convinced that it's real. It's not just some marketing fluff. It's going to reduce costs, and it's going to make end users happier. Now, Danielle, uh, we spent a few minutes here better understanding how your analytics team is doing some really cool stuff 
for digital workplace services, but I believe your team actually does a lot more, doesn't it? <laughs> now you've opened it up. Uh, most definitely. So we're kind of a startup, you might say, in the commercial space, but we've enjoyed several successes in the last year or so that I would love to share since you asked. <laughs> You'll be sorry you asked, Weston. Uh, some of them include predicting readmissions into hospitals to allow the hospital to prepare releases better so that they get paid by the insurance companies because now insurance companies are refusing to pay if the hospital has a readmission within 30 days. So that's, that's a pretty exciting opportunity that we've had. We're also about to complete a project for the Department of Corrections in Pennsylvania that predicts the propensity of violence in prisons on a three-dimensional scale person, place, and time. So we're going to be able to tell you where the risk is by inmate at their given location at a certain time of the day based on the inmate schedules and having actual maps of the prisons on a dashboard for them to be able to look at intervals of time to see where their risk is. We've also helped some customers build their platforms, you know, Hadoop clusters and so forth, and near-time self-service dashboards. We've created our own homegrown tool for discovery comparisons that aid in asset management improvements. Uh, additionally, we've helped our customers understand their customer behavior while navigating through a website or portal so that they can see when one of their customers might you know, leave before an order is placed or where in the process they get hung up so that we can help them help themselves. We've provided sentiment analytics both positive, negative, neutral scale, as well as another homegrown tool, which is emotional scale, telling if somebody's, you know, happy, joyful, anticipating, angry, et cetera, to help our customers understand what others are saying about their performance. We've branched into the agricultural world a bit to determine if vessels are fishing where they aren't supposed to be and if they're catching game that aren't permitted, you know, during different times of seasons or whatever the case may be. We've been able to automate capturing of field service certifications and requirements. And just in the U.S. alone, we found over a 1,000 manual misses that weren't allowing us to bill the true amount for our field technicians because we didn't have their certifications captured correctly. I, I could go on and on. I probably overdid it already, but I know we have a limited time, so I'll stop there. But our capabilities are really only limited to people's imaginations. What it comes down to, Weston, if you have data, and you have a question, we most likely have an answer. Well, I'm glad you're the one providing the answer for us. Uh, I tell you, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Danielle. I love your enthusiasm. I love what your team is doing. I feel just a little bit smarter every time we talk, and I'm sure our listeners feel the same. Thank you for joining us today. Just a little bit? Just a <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. Thanks, Weston. I appreciate you having me. All right. Well, that brings an end to this episode of DWS Deep Dive. I'm your host, Weston Morris, and I'd like to thank you so much for listening to us. I know everyone is busy, and uh, you have a choice of where you spend your time, so we appreciate spending time with us today.